Everybody, 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 drop your box. Welcome back to Drop Your Buffs. I'm Sean Ross, and today Evan is still away, but I have called on legendary Drop Your Buffs voicemailer and patron, Mary Johnson. Welcome to the podcast, Mary. Wow, Sean. Like Stephanie LaGrosa, plucked from obscurity by Bon Jovi himself. <laughs> and welcome to the stage. Here I am. Um, this is amazing. <laughs> the Bon Jovi and- reference. <laughs> I'll be putting this in my audition tape and, you know, the the rest will be history. Um, bon Jovi is, pulling Stephanie yeah. LaGrosa on stage was giving me very much like, you know, sometimes when you see, you know, sometimes when you see a Sheryl Crow documentary yes. <laughs> where, I mean, there's a new one out, but you, sometimes wow. you're, you know, you're on YouTube and you're watching Sheryl mm. Crow VH1 behind the music. Yeah. And you remember that Sheryl Crow was a backup singer for Michael Jackson. Wow. Did you know this? No, I didn't know this. It's really I, listen, wild. I'm not deep in the, I'm not deep in the Crow lore, but mm. I need to, <laughs> clearly need to step it up. But it is I, similar origin story. Very similar <laughs> origin story. Both went on to become legends in their own right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, welcome to the podcast. It's so exciting to have you here. I think it was only just Amazing. on our Borneo recap, I think, that you sent a voicemail. And it was, mm-hmm. it was maybe your like third or fourth voicemail to the podcast. Mm-hmm. And Evan made an offhand comment that you might end up replacing him on wow. a podcast. And here we are just <laughs> a mere few weeks later. And it's unbelievable. It has it come is- true. Totally surreal. I feel like um, when kids get to be like their favorite thing for Halloween and it's like all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, I'm inside Elmo. <laughs> like, Not only am I like appreciating my favorite thing, but I'm in my favorite thing now. It's uh, crazy. Thank you for taking a chance on a lowly fan, <laughs> lowly voicemailer. Uh, and I couldn't be more excited to get into this um this season. Well, this I hope that it's episode. not like, you know, peeking behind the curtain and finding out that it's oh. just, it's just me. Not at all. No, but never just you. Very excited to have you. So can you tell me a little bit about your history with Survivor? Yes, I can. So um, I was imagining in your iconic interview style, you would be like, Mary Johnson, in the fall of 2020 started. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I, in the fall of 2020, uh, a dear friend of mine, Izzy Roland, was like, Mary, for my birthday, the only thing I want is for you to watch Survivor and we can talk about it. And I was like, Izzy, that it sounds good to me. So I started with Pearl Islands. Um, and per her request, and then went on to Cook Islands, was number two, which was also per her request. Uh, and then I, like the insane completionist that I am, uh, started from the beginning, of course. I think, a la Evan, that is the way to do it. Um, and I really did not look back. I motored all the way through, uh, stalled out a few times in the 20s and mm. 30s um, as as I know you yourself <laughs> did at one time. Uh, I think 
my tub voicemail, which was, you know, the voicemail that started it all. Um, started it all. I should say voice memo. Yeah, that was the the origin um, of of this. Uh, I think that was around maybe Kagiyan for me. And now mm. I'm at Ghost Island. Oh, which, so you're not done? Uh, no, I'm not done. <gasps> I no, I'm I'm not done. Which, um, yeah. Yeah, so you're finding me. I know, maybe oh my if, God. maybe if I come back, I'll have to do a full. No, and I know that, you know, 40 is a light. Well, actually, what? Thir- let's see. No, there are some late 30s. Evan's a big fan of 37, 39. Well, no. uh, yeah, we actually like 39. Yeah. That, that's a very controversial opinion, though. Ooh, but, uh, okay. well, I don't know if you know anything about 39. No. Not, oh, no. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh oh. Okay, so wait, you're okay. on Ghost Island, which means yeah. that you haven't watched David versus Goliath yet? No, no, oh. and I know that's yeah, that's no, that's that's a that's a problem. I, I gotta I, I gotta power through Ghost Island. I mean that's the you know it, yeah, Ghost you gotta Island. Power through it. I gotta power through it. And um, so you just watched Heroes versus Hustlers versus Healers. Whatever. <laughs> VH, yeah. VH. What'd you think yeah. of that? Um it's been a little while, honestly. It's yeah, faded. I would memory. need a break after that too. <laughs> um, was that the one where we see the, that man's heartbeat through his skin? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and is he supposedly a hustler? <laughs> uh, yeah, that actually sounds about? vaguely yeah. familiar. I have to be honest. I watched that season in one day and then forgot yeah. it. But yeah. all I remember is that that is the season where the final four fire making twist comes into yes, play for with the first for, time. Uh huh. And we know why because Mr. Ben, ben has got to win. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yes. So that is Ben's <laughs> is Ben's season, and that is when we see his heartbeat through his mm. skin. And that's yes, because I remember Doctor Mike is in the mix. Yes. Um, and and we've got uh, the our our gal Chrissy? winning Chrissy. We yes, yes yes Chrissy was a bit of a highlight. I love Chrissy. Um, yeah yeah no in a <laughs> bleak in any bleak other season she she would have been really truly iconic. Yeah yes. Okay yes. well that's exciting okay. a very so interesting journey for you. So in the meantime you're also mm-hmm. watching. You've been watching 41, 42, 43, like, as oh. you've been going through these old seasons, yes. correct? Mm-hmm. That's correct. And what do you think of that contrast? Ooh, good question. I mean, it feels, I have to I mean, yeah. It, well, and not for nothing, Borneo now is also in rotation. Um, and thank God that it is. Uh, and really, and, and I also dabbled a little bit in Outback, Um Jerry, of course, mm. inspiring me to to see. And every so, so whenever I have a sorry, I'm digressing. I'll answer you, I promise. Um, but when I have friends come and stay with me up in my house in the woods here in Vermont, uh, they know that I will make us watch <laughs> a season of of Survivor. And so that that is yeah, I recently had a friend come and then we dipped back into Outback and um through that Pearl Islands is is usually the one that I, mm. I go with. So I found myself straddling kind of three worlds so that you know the 30s era and today and also the golden age um and you know it just feels more and more like we're at the fair you know i mean that we're at the at the carnival and i so i heard i think it might have been i want to say it was busy phillips on las culturistas talking about how she has like interacted with jeff 
and watched him interact with like his stepkids, I want to say, or like watched him at a hotel, basically like setting up Survivor for the kids of the hotel and be like, let's play Survivor, kids. Like, here we go. Like, let's do our challenges, blah, blah, And And she's like, it's so great. It's so fun to watch him like that, you know. And I'm sure it is. I feel like more and more we are watching Stepdad Jeff play Survivor mm. with us, you know. Like, it, it, there, was, there was a time when it came into being and flourished and was, you know, evolving and, and just becoming – what it you know reaching its sort of peak and now it does it does feel like we're playing it a little bit which is like i have to say cynical and i will also say i'm still still loving it still coming back every week um but that's how we feel it feels like it's almost playing itself now so you're saying it's like the sequel to stepmom that nobody asked for (laughs) yes yeah okay yes stepdad perfect for the fall yeah (laughs) Okay, let's talk maybe more specifically about 43. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about this mm-hmm. season and maybe this episode in particular? Yeah, I I feel I feel entertained by the season, I have to say. I do think the the characters are grabbing me. Um I think that the post merge is going to be interesting. I'm not really sure how we got a lot of, you know, twos and threes and how they're going to interact and kind of form larger alliances feels very up in the air and interesting to me. I I wanted to see a little more fallout between the like Vessi, Baca sort of alliance against Coco, which didn't mm-hmm. really seem to have legs after um, the week before last episode. Uh, so I, I, you know, it's, it's tough to say. I mean, like, I I find myself, except for the, we have to say, long start to the epi- to the season, the 90 minute mm-hmm. and even the, the two hour, as Evan said, bring a book episodes. <laughs> now that we're, now that we've pivoted into hour long, you know, pretty, pretty good clip. I think it's entertaining. I don't, there's not too much, you know, epic behavior on display, which uh, you know, which is, I guess, semi-rare, pre-merge in any case. But but I'm having a good time. I love to hear how positive Jerry was about it. That was very <laughs> refreshing. <laughs> Not saying refreshing from usually I'm just <laughs> over here in the curmudgeon doldrums. But, but refreshing for me, too. I was like, you know what? You're right, Jerry. This is fun. And yeah. I do think it's, it's fun. I guess, like, day. at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, <laughs> you know? This show doesn't right. matter. No. That's, but that's yeah, true. I had fun with last night's episode. Mm-hmm. I think that there's some interesting stuff happening. It just feels to me like things have been sort of like bubbling under for a while now. Yeah. And I don't know that really anything has come of it yet, but it seems like they're like mm-hmm. setting it up for maybe mm-hmm. a big and interesting merge and post-merge game. And that's sort of exciting, but... <sighs> Often when that happens, I'm usually like disappointed because it ends up being like yeah. my favorites that go home and then yeah. all the people like like it's gonna be like Gabler or Sammy and Cody at the end, you know? Uh, oh. which is worst case scenario for me. <laughs> but Yeah. I have I to say, say, at least yeah. like a woman didn't go home last night. Listen, the bar is low. It's real low. But well when yes, they can't vote agreed. out women anymore, they take out the gay men. Yep. That's clearly. And the sassy ones at that. Let's not. <laughs> well, <laughs> Cassidy I, will. Yeah. Cassidy was this close to saying the F word on TV last night. She she really and truly <laughs> was. <laughs> 
So, okay, oh, let's get into some wow. of the specifics because yes. I think there's a lot going on at the Coco tribe that I mm-hmm. want to talk about. Mm-hmm. So when the episode opens, we sort of get this very rare recap of the previous episode because yeah. typically, I mean, we don't get a previously on Survivor anymore, but here Cassidy gave us one where she was explaining, well, here's why Lindsay mm-hmm. went home and we're getting flashbacks. We're not really getting any insight into what happened, except that she says that before Tribal Council... They told Gio and Ryan that it was yeah. going to be Lindsay, vote Lindsay, and yet one of them voted for Cassie. So she is on a fact-finding mission here, and she's like, who the hell voted for me? And I thought it was really interesting how this played out, because we got Ryan's first yeah. acting of the episode. And this yes. was this was an episode for the Emmys, like not like non-reality categories. I was going to say. Everyone's acting. <laughs> It is LaGuardia High over here. The people are <laughs> <laughs> curtains up, acting left, right, and center. But yeah, he's he's in. I mean, the yes, yes, the yes. lights are up. He's he so he's intervening and he's like, well, hey, uh, like I'm gonna, uh, let, why don't we talk about this? And so she's like, well, well, did you vote for me? And he's like, no. And so Geo sort of like comes clean, and then they have this walk, Cassidy and Geo on the beach mm-hmm. where. Cassie's like, okay, so what happened? And I just thought that it was really interesting because these two obviously hate each other's guts. Yes. And Gio kind of is like, well, look, like I voted for you. And without actually saying so, I think the implication is I voted for you as a contingency vote in the Mm -hmm. event that Lindsay played her shot in the dark, which is revealing to Cassidy that, okay, so like I'm your second target last night. Like you wouldn't yeah. mind losing me as collateral damage. But I thought it was interesting that we didn't get that specific mm-hmm. because it's like, yeah. okay, so I voted for you, but no why really. Why? And it's interesting because I just feel like they have been burying the shot in the dark this season. We are not talking about the shot in the dark. Is this thing finally dead? Great question. We can only dream. We can dare to dream. <laughs> but I agree. And insofar as old Jerry, not old Jerry, our dear friend Jerry was like, yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, it, it is so very, very. Did you call her old Jerry? I, no, I don't know. Especially after I know her sensitivity around that topic. As in good old Jerry. Mm, mm. A highest compliment. Um, no. I, that Anyway, <laughs> Her take stands where it's like, oh, is that around? I can, I feel like just no one is going to use it. And they're not even wasting airtime yeah. on it at this point. Yeah. Um, but that de- it does make it more confusing. Like the, the, <laughs> the takeaway from their beach chat was pretty unclear. I also thought it was funny that – and I, Ryan, I feel like must – I mean, everyone must know that there is <laughs> open animosity between the two of them. Ryan being like, you know what, Cassidy – I'll 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 talk I'll talk it out with you. And she was like, "Oh, well, you did you vote for me?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> but but I I'll I'll we we should talk. And G, she's like, "Well, I think I should talk to Gio." <laughs> yeah, him. so he's very much like revealing yeah. his place in the tribe too. Yeah. Like yes. he's like, "Well, yes. I've got Gio's back." Yes. And nobody else is speaking up for Gio. So Yeah. I think Ryan despite the acting Mm-hmm. is really revealing his cards left, right, and center in this episode. And yes. it's so unintentional. There's a lot of unintentional revealing of cards via acting mm-hmm. in this episode. I think Ellie does it and Janine does it as well. Uh, so 
we'll talk about them in a little yeah. bit, but let's stay with the Cocoa Tribe because I want to talk about sort of the dynamics that we're seeing because now that they've gone to Tribal a couple of times, we're starting to see, I think, that Carla and James really are the masterminds of this tribe. Yeah. They seem to be laying back and letting the chaos happen around them and then making their move. And they seem to be kind of getting off scot-free. I mean, I'm going to be really interested to see what happens with Ryan's reaction to last night's vote with them voting out Geo and not bringing Ryan into the plan whatsoever. Because I don't know if if we skip ahead and talk to the vote here, mm-hmm. let's talk about the vote, is was this the right move from them? I mean, like, obviously they don't know they're going into whatever merge situation is going to happen next week, which is mm-hmm. wild that it's happening this early because there's 13 people left. Um, but I suspect yeah. it's going to be something like a fake merge or earn the merge, and then they'll f- officially merge at 12. But for all intents yeah. and purposes, they're merged uh, next episode. Mm-hmm. So going into that, I'm just not sure that it was the right move to get rid of Geo, put Ryan on the outs. As much as I didn't want Cassidy to go home because I think she's got more to give, mm-hmm. if they just sent Cassidy home, they would still have this like type four where Carla and James know that they are ready to cut Gio and Ryan at any point, but can still use their votes. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, it does make sense. It does. Yeah. Well, and it, I mean, it would have been, um, I, well, I don't know if you feel the same. It would have been satisfying, especially that we got that realization where they're like, here we are, deja vu, in the same spot, <laughs> talking about cutting another person for the same reason. Yeah. And to have that sort of parallel. Well, and I think it, yeah. And, and I don't think that they are so masterful that it wouldn't even tip their hands that they are pulling the strings as much as they are. Especially when there is that level of paranoia and like just <laughs> kind of bubbling exactly, that yeah. Ryan's doing. Yeah. What do you think about Cassidy's place in this tribe? Oh, you know what? <laughs> it's hard for me to see past her. Blatant. <laughs> and, you know, homophobia is a strong word. <laughs> but, um, you know, I and also also hard to look beyond her costume design. Mm. Um, another nod to Evan. Like, the little yin-yang shorts and, like, the belt and the sh- – it's all – anyway, it's all working, ultimately. To her place in the tribe, I mean, I think that – she is, yeah, she, I, I, I don't think that Carla and James would have a problem using her as a number until she can be cut. And I don't foresee, unless I could see her though, I don't know, maybe she and not to like, you know, I don't know, she and Janine and Ellie could maybe do I something. I was thinking I could the see same. that dynamic working. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because they yeah. seem really similar just in terms of yeah. age and approach and style of gameplay. Yes. And I even, feel like they could really link up together. And I think yeah. the problem that Carla has going into Emerge is that Carla is, I believe, the only one with an idol where she didn't tell anybody how the idol worked, mm-hmm. right? And so if they get into a merge situation and yeah. like Ellie's got a really big mouth and if she starts talking about the beware advantage to other people, either to bring them in or scare them or whatever the tactic might be. Mm-hmm. And because the beware advantage has been the same on every beach, it's going to start getting blown up that there are these bead yeah. bracelets. Oh, and Carla is going to get caught yeah. out in all of that. Yeah. Because they're going to be yes. like, wait a second, Carla was asking for beads. Yes. Oh, my God. What a good point. Yes. And not for nothing, I can imagine Noel, famously free agent vibes, 
also joining up. I mean, we could yeah. see could see a bit of a bit of a girl gang. We Actually, that but would that be is, slay. Right, right. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, that would be, in a word, slay. But you're so right about about um, Carla getting blown up, and thank God they got Geo out and his. You know, knowledge is power, and which could have, and I don't, in Geo's hands, I don't think it ever would have come to much, honestly. Not to, you know, not to undervalue our, our friend, but, uh, you know, she's been able to really fly under the radar, and that could very easily get blown up. I do think there's a way that she could have used the knowledge as power because mm. the problem is that I don't think that any of them realize yet that the beware advantage has been the same on every tribe and maybe they've considered it but if i was there and i put together a bracelet i would be like surely they're not going to put this like on tv three times the same thing like surely not (laughs) right if you're thinking about it from like a television (laughs) interest perspective but it's got to run through your mind that it's a possibility and so there's a if that's a possibility then it's also a possibility that you could find out who has the other ones or even if it's not beads like if you're collecting something Mm -hmm. you'd be like hey like Tell me about what happened at yeah. your tribe. And you could like yeah. possibly find out that information. And if Gio yeah. thinks he's as close with you as he obviously thought he was with sharing this very cursed advantage at this point, that yes. and, and he would he wouldn't have yes. seen it how it played out in 42, but he would have seen how it played out in 41. And it didn't play mm-hmm. out well for Liana in no. 41. And no. so all that to say, I think Carla could have used this because I don't think. I can't imagine a situation where Gio uses it against Carla. Mm-hmm. I would be very surprised. And so if yeah. she was able to gather the information, she probably could have had Gio actually successfully steal yeah. a medal. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's you. And, and not isolated Ryan mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the process. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, Sean, so, so true. So true. And I, yeah, that is, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm inclined to put Carla on a pedestal as we all are. But I think that's a really good point. It also reveals some, you know, it's just operating out of that like base paranoia of like, oh, well, this person could use this on me and not really evaluating that that's not likely. And especially given that, you know, I guess save Ryan, she's his closest, you know, number two mm-hmm. to him. And it's like, yeah, I, I she can keep riding that relationship. And yeah, ask Ryan, who's not gonna give anything in the long run yeah yeah yeah, it's a good point so let's go to baka yeah because this was all very fun what happened here because (laughs) i have to commend ellie for just bringing such big clueless frenetic energy to this season which has been (laughs) so needed and i feel like in baka between ellie and Gabler, and like to some extent Owen, mm-hmm. I just it's giving me like seasons the twenties seasons vibes yes. where they would bring people to the show who had never seen it before and just like let them flame out within a matter yeah. of weeks, and it's it's giving me that energy. And yet we're all supposed to believe that these people are like ultimate super fans of Survivor, and so it makes it even more confusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just feel like it's a type of sort of fun gameplay that we haven't seen in a little while because it's so messy and so like let's start with ellie and janine idol hunting and do you remember a couple weeks back ellie was idol hunting and she missed 
the advantage. Right? Oh. Like they highlighted the advantage, the yes. same exact one that was in the tree. And so they're going around, just like, there's that tree, there's that tree, <laughs> that damn tree, it's still here. And we get like survive. We're used to Survivor highlighting the idols, but at this point but they're the highlighting tree. entire landmarks. I mean <laughs> it's a little much for me. Yeah. It's like a, no, a burning it's... bush in the middle of Fiji. <laughs> Really. It's biblical and it's <laughs> truly, truly. <laughs> and it's imagery. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And but it's it's Janine ultimately. Yeah. Who's... That's what I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Is that Ellie is like, Janine, go look in that tree. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was intentional or not. It's kind of like interesting to think that Ellie might have wanted Janine to find a beware. Yeah. So that the consequences are not on her but i don't know if i'm giving her that much credit to be honest (laughs) it's kind yeah and also janine she's like as a survivor fan i know to look in the nooks and and crannies like it did seem like she like janine felt and janine was so like i mean ellie was not far but janine was there in the ants and ants there were i mean at first i thought we weren't even going to talk about i mean it was giving Outback fig boots. <laughs> They're swarming little ones. And she takes it. And she, at first, she, and then she's like, oh my. And then she's like, oh, there are ants. <laughs> yes, hon, there yeah. are. And, and she turns and like overlapping. She's like, do I take it? And Ellie, let's, let's read it over here. And it's like, okay, there's no moment, no moment of indecision. Yeah. I had a moment like, where I, when I watched the episodes, I'm live typing my notes because we mm. record these so soon after the episode airs that I, I can't just enjoy it. I'm working the whole time. And so as I'm watching and it's covered in ants, I'm writing in my notes, yeah. oh my God, it's covered in ants. Yes. And as I'm writing, oh my God, it's covered in ants, Janine is saying, oh my God, it's covered in ants. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm writing the script. Like, what else can I do? What should I do next? Wow. <laughs> Talk about biblical God. But God I, John. But what I couldn't... Uh, Right. What no one yes. could have written no one. was that Ellie goes back to Janine and they're celebrating mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, my God, you 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 can afford to lose your vote. We're getting Gabler out like they are still on this train of like we have totally bamboozled Gabler into believing that his idol is expired. And this next mm-hmm. vote is done. It's signed, sealed and delivered. And so they're like, absolutely open it. And then they're like, well, we better not tell Owen <laughs> as like office style camera panning to Owen walking up. Yes. The whole scene wow. was wild. Absolutely wild. And I thought Owen was slick with his, where was it? I was like, Owen. The dialogue was good in that, in that moment. <laughs> And it, uh, yeah, it's like yeah. Well, so where was it? Don't even. And the moment of them being like, just the, just getting water. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was so uncomfortable to watch yeah. Ellie. Yeah. Try to go along with the life. It's like it reminded me of like when I was like seven years old, and you've done something mm-hmm. bad, and you're like, well, I can just get away with it because things happen in the world that are unexplained, and so I'm just gonna go with this like narrative that. You like of like gaslighting my mom to like <laughs> no you didn't see what you thought you saw <laughs> and like ultimately you grow up and you realize that doesn't work mm-hmm. but Ellie 
Ellie um, still plays by that rule book where she does. you can just, if as long as you just keep going with the lie, no one will ask questions. Mm-hmm. It's like he literally was there as she was wrapping the paper back up. And she's just like, what? <laughs> and he's like, so what What did it say? And then finally she goes, okay, so I guess we'll talk about it. <laughs> like the whole thing was just so wild, the way that it played out. Like so <laughs> wild. <laughs> Really, that shot of Owen through the trees. <laughs> it was full office sitcom yeah. of just pulling him into focus. <laughs> it's like, oh, we yeah. it won't tell Owen. <laughs> there he was. Yeah. Well, but then it's it's also interesting how Ellie then goes on. She's just so mm-hmm. excited about everything yeah. that she then takes Sammy on a walk down the beach mm-hmm. and is like... So this isn't my information yeah. to tell you, <laughs> but Janine found a beware advantage. And it's uh, just like, again, the level of cluelessness, the level of like uh, absolute, she's playing without abandon, you know? She is. It is. She is just balls to the wall. Like I am in control, but blindly, just totally blindly. She has not been able to confirm any of this, I guess, except that she was on the right side of the vote with the Mariah vote, but they have never mm-hmm. gone back to tribal to like test these alliances. No. And it's just assumed that the boys aren't playing. It's assumed mm-hmm. that Gabler is basically like a vegetable, that he doesn't understand how the game works and doesn't understand that he has an idol. <laughs> and it's just so reckless. It's it wild. Is. It but is. I love watching yes, it. Yes, it, it is. I I love the comparison of like they're bringing people in who are just who are just here like whatever man we're on we're on the side and it's working and I've got my friend and we're surviving day by day and we own this game actually just that total blind confidence is is kind of beautiful to see. I mean, I <laughs> I will say Gabler is growing on me and I I. I can't tell you why, <laughs> but he agree. had some moments, and <laughs> just also his. Well, the, the, if we're okay to pivot to the bead time, please. When <laughs> and just he's like, if I when he's he's like, if I well, of course at first he doesn't know, and he's like, oh yeah, he's like, I've got some, I've got some cool beads, sure, and his little pouch, and I'm like, his tattoos are kind of cool. Like I love that you know this like Gabler dad narrative is is now compelling to me and i don't have we gotten his b-roll um i i'm sure we have Feel like we might have gotten something i I get confused whether it was in the preseason because they did those little packages about everybody or if it was in the first episode but i definitely like i think he definitely at some point talked about his jaw his like heart valve surgery job yeah which my dad is this monday having heart valve surgery oh i thought you were gonna say he also my, does my, oh my dad uh, no no it's all good i mean it's i i can only hope that <laughs> i find that gabler, he's in the capable, hands, in the capable of hands of my gabler and who's you know <laughs> those defined delicate fingers that i've seen <laughs> rummaging in his bead bag will be <laughs> rummaging in my dad's chest Hopefully cavity he washes them first <laughs> yeah let's let's hope uh no it's all it's it's a pretty you know as Gabler is a specialist. He'll be the first to remind you. He's a smart guy. He's, you know, he's no fool. He he knows the heart um, in more ways than one. And it's, but it's a pretty common procedure, apparently. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm feeling good about it. Anyway, 
<laughs> Back to Gabler. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, I think he's, I wouldn't mind seeing him go farther. I mean, I would mind seeing Sammy go further. Mm-hmm. Just on like base, annoying. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is the problem for me, is that Gabler continues to get a little bit of a dodo edit. Yeah. Like when, so he he does end up giving up the bead. Mm-hmm. Janine's bracelets seem the easiest to make out of any of them. Yeah. Uh, but but it's also thanks to Ellie's incredible acting skills. I'm- this is truly the episode of Survivor that is, they should have put a dedication at the end to Karen Grodel from Survivor Palau. I'm a very good actress. Very, very good. Oh, so I love to pull out that clip. (laughs) To have that ready. They really, they really, well, I just have, we know what the emoji is going to be. I mean, if I dare. Oh, please. It's got to be the comedy and tragedy masks. Oh, yes. Good one. With this one. Yeah, theater. Theater. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Okay. Comment the on, the, on the Instagram post for this episode. The masks. What did you call them? The comedy and the tragedy comedy masks? And is, that, tragedy is that the official masks. name? Um, that's a good... <laughs> like, I, I don't know. If I were to... Well, I think if you search for... I think it's maybe drama mask, hmm. if you were to be searching. But, you know, if you but know... if I were in an academic setting. If you were in an academic setting, you would say, of course, the comedia and <laughs> tragedy, i.e., <laughs> Okay, I believe you. Yeah, sure. Okay, so Ellie, when Janine is like, oh, I really want to make a bracelet, and I'd really, (laughs) the way it stumbled out of her mouth, like, (laughs) I want to know you all. I mean, I want to have to, I wish that some, I would love to have a bead from each of you from your bag. You know, the way that it came out was just so uh, uneloquent, but it worked. It did. uh, Partially because everybody except Gabler knew what was going on. And so they all readily handed up their beads. I saw a lot of criticism about Sammy online giving up his bead, but I don't think he had another choice. No. Actually, this was the best thing for him to do, yes. keep them on side and know exactly what they have while mm-hmm. plotting against them. Yes. So I th- yes. Like, as much as I do find him annoying, he made the right move here. He did. But then the whole time, Ellie is like, oh, what a nice idea. I love this. You can have this bead of mine. Isn't it nice? It's my special bead. <laughs> Uh, I just thought she was just, but it's like any time that then her every any time the line was done for her, we went back to like crazy eye Ellie, where it was like she was panicking. <laughs> yes, you could just see her in the background. I think that's going to be the screenshot for the Instagram post. Yes, which actually yes. is quite quite apt. Oh, it is. So, but the thing with Gabler, going back to my original point, is that when Sammy pulls him aside after this whole thing is done and says like, "We just gave." Janine an idol and he goes you mean we gave her a fake idol like oh. they didn't have to oh, include God. that no and then no. and then followed up by the confessional where he's literally like they got me gal <laughs> <laughs> it was a little much it was but if uh, I... so I don't think he's like longed for the game no in the way that no. Sammy's edit is telling me that he's longed for the game mm-hmm. but I I I don't hate the guy. Well, I'm glad to hear that, <laughs> John. <laughs> Open animosity towards Gaylor. I <laughs> loathing. No, I, I no, no, no. Neither do I. I would say I'm fond of him. Actually, wow. I'm. I have fondness for and wow. being like, if I had denied Janine my bead, that could have changed the game. It's like, yeah, yeah. 
No, I think yeah. you're right. I mean, they, there's only there's only so long he can last. But okay, let's talk about the immunity challenge, which comes mm-hmm. 14 minutes into the episode. 14 minutes. Like, like, keep in mind, we've been recording for like 30 minutes here. Yeah. I was really nervous when mm-hmm. the immunity challenge came 14 minutes into the episode. I was like, is this either like a double boot episode that nobody told me about? Or is this all about to go haywire uh, with like 18 advantages floating around? Mm-hmm. Which like, it, it wasn't not. Yeah. But anyways, the immunity challenge. There's a couple mm-hmm. things I need to say here. Otherwise, it was Please. just like a standard obstacle course with a parlor mm-hmm. game at the end. But opening, because it's immunity and reward combined, where they're going to win a tarp. And Jeff yeah. is yes. explaining what a tarp is to the tribes, where he mm-hmm. says, this will keep you dry and keep you in the shade. That's another way to think about a about tarp. A tarp. <laughs> I don't know about Jeff this season no. because I, I see a distinct difference in the way that he's acting from 41 and 42 mm-hmm. in 43. Mm-hmm. But it's almost for the worse. Like, mm-hmm. I would almost prefer the unhinged, yeah. interjecting... Like, it's all about me, Jeff, from 41 mm-hmm. and 42. Then this, like, I almost feel like he's fading into the background a little bit. Yes. And the times that he does come forward, it's to explain how a tarp works. Boy. And I'm just left, like, feeling confused. Yeah. And, like, this was a bizarre experience for me. Yeah. Yeah. Sean, I mean, I, I think, you know, coming back, roaring back from the pandemic. I mean, to come back from the pandemic was the first time he hadn't done Survivor in you know 20 ish years and mm-hmm. so i he was i just renewed with a lust for the game and even though it was different whatever it was you know it was like it was like zoom happy hour not even it was like when you would go out you know when you would have your first like dinner on the sidewalk and you were like oh my god an appetizer is incredible i'm having i'm making eye contact i'm having a meal with a friend and life is beautiful and that was his and like now that it's like okay you can go back inside the restaurant now and but like or but it's like uh, okay and i wonder if this is an existential <laughs> kind of crisis moment for jeff where he's like okay is this all there is especially now that it's and we can say i do have some as he would say bones of contention to pick with jeff <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you saw did you did you see this interview that jeff did with the two hobbits hobbits shot <laughs> absolutely roasting these men no i only saw i only saw the clips they're, no they're they're literal no. hobbits what i'm not you... saying that because they're little because they were they literally were the two hobbits in lord of the Rings. okay okay well that's... <laughs> i'm not bullying them it's the hobbits Thank that God. aren't elijah wood and the other guy from oh Queens. wait sam gamgee no sorry dominic monaghan no are there other hobbits yeah it's dominic monaghan and billy Okay. Whatever his name okay. is. Okay. Who were like Pip and the Pippin, other one? Mary and Mary and Pippin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> I'm sweating. I, do people think that I was bullying them? <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff Probst did an hour and a half long interview yeah. on their podcast called The Friendship Onion, on which if you watch okay. the video, there's plenty of Hobbit imagery in the video. So just <laughs> so everybody knows. <laughs> And, and they also talk about Russell Hans as though he's an evil hobbit. Like, there's a lot of hobbit talk. Okay. Okay. So I'm not bullying them. Okay. They actually are re- actual hobbits. Okay. I'm sorry. Straight Sean, from Middle Earth. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Let the record uh, show. <laughs> so Jeff does this interview with them, and it was like so, an hour and a half interview. Jeff doesn't do this. Like he does not put mm-hmm. himself out there unless it's with Dalton Ross, which is not putting yourself out there. And I was very excited because I was like, well, people are going to ask him questions. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not I, I'm not asking anybody to like attack Jeff and his creative decisions. But, you know, through conversation, sure. Jeff might come to some realizations about the legacy of the show mm-hmm. and maybe why people loved it mm-hmm. in the early seasons. It was very the opposite of that, where he was like, I wouldn't recommend anybody watch season one of Survivor. Jeff. And it's like, Jeff, Listen, if you only, are never going to see numbers like this again in your life. Jeff, so why don't you celebrate that. that moment? Yes. Sean, there's a lot we can get into. I mean, <laughs> we do. I think we should do a quick back of head pulse on Jeff in terms of the state <laughs> of his sort of hair. <laughs> Especially, Sean, I, I'm trying to pace myself through season one to stay in lockstep but okay that the challenge where they're on the planks and he and he and he like goes out into the sea and like takes a knife and and hacks off the rope to like yeah. make the yeah um which is great and you really see a lot of back of head in that and the head is looking great <laughs> and on the back of all of our heads surely will change with the perils of time but it's like it's it's starting to get a little out of hand again, like we saw last season. There, I need yeah. you to be more specific. Okay, do you not remember that we got? Are that, you talking about the mullet? Yeah, we are talking about the mullet. Oh, and when you get okay. that shot, like the shots of it just wet. Yeah. And, and hey, is the mullet gone this season? It's starting. I think it's creeping back at this I think it's point. Back. I mean, I you know we're only eleven days in, but it's well, I don't know if the barbershops were open in Fiji this spring. <laughs> it's fair enough. Fair enough. Anyway, anyway, that's the least <laughs> of our worries with Jeff's evolution. But yeah, this you you it's just amazing. And I want. I mean, if, if it's just centered on you know when he pivoted from host to creative force, mm-hmm. that that he just he he's like the era where I was host Jeff. I don't care about it. Like it, yeah. it, you know, that it's like all tied up in that, which is sad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about the challenge a little bit because there was one Jeff moment I need to call it, which is mm-hmm. that they start this obstacle course and Jeff has to announce to the players and the audience that don't worry because this challenge has been designed the same for every team the survivor art department makes sure that the course is the same and it's like we don't we don't need to hear about the crew right now we're we're trying to watch the challenge jeff is this necessary (laughs) was anybody watching this being like well that's not fair like those those sticks are different for those it's like (laughs) is it the same configure it's like hold on it's like no we don't cares who cares not and it's not even like i would get if he said that if one tribe couldn't get through it or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. but he would say well all of these are made the same yeah we don't need to bring the art department into it no we really don't not at this time <laughs> not at this time no no we don't we really don't so the challenge ends with a parlor game like i said where they're rolling balls up a ramp mm-hmm. i remember i don't know if i've seen this one maybe no, I, I think have, it's a, i don't remember it yeah yeah i will say before 
before we get to the game, it was nice to see them all going through something together, which I don't think we've seen. Oh, because much they were of. tied together. Yeah. yeah, which was in which meant they were holding hands, which I thought was nice. But we've we've seen a lot of like hero, you know, challenges where like one person does the does the cube feed or like one one or two people. Do, you know, I don't think we've seen yeah. a lot this season of like the whole team has to get through it all together, and that was that was refreshing. That made the yeah, like obstacle and, course interesting. And I also thought it was very impressive how Noelle navigated this course because yeah. she had to do a lot of hopping and she her hopping was out running the runners. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, she was doing amazing, but it was also interesting to see that like and it wasn't they didn't this wasn't a focus of the challenge, which I appreciated because mm-hmm. they could have made this like a big moment for Noel and they didn't. It was just mm-hmm. kind of like if you see it, you see it. Um, but that the Vesey tribe all took very good care of Noel. Like there was that teeter totter with the uh, mesh, right? Like did they have to make yeah. that out of mesh no. where her foot would have gone right through that? Right. Like it right. and yet she was able to navigate it like quite seamlessly with the help of mm-hmm. her tribe mates. So uh, I thought that yeah. Noelle's, I, I feel like they're almost downplaying Noelle's yeah. uh, challenge beastery yes. in this season because yes. she's really, really good at mm-hmm. the challenges. Yeah. And it's a fine, it's a fine line, right? Between like just it, it not focusing and being like hero Noelle, uh, which I feel mm-hmm. like in the hands of these editors could easily go in that yeah. direction to be like, in, especially in the hands of Jeff, like, which she has, like, that's how you do it on Survivor. Like, she, yeah. you know, and just being like, she is, you know, competing at the level that everyone else is, and that's great. But yeah, I could use a little bit more, just again, not like editorialized, but just showing us more of how she is, like, fully beasting. And also how it is, how, how Vessi is really, like, gelling around. And I, 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 I made a note that, like, Vessi is gelling. And I think that this, helps a lot like that they are are like focused on supporting each other in a way that teams don't always have to do or like they would feel um some resentment about having to like Mm. keep keep everyone up but to be like yeah we she's she is doing so well and excelling and is so such a strong athlete and we're just gonna like make sure that she can stay in step with us and that's i think it's giving them a lot yeah. yeah, they've gone from messy tribe to like <laughs> somehow pulled yeah. together tribe. They they, yes. they are the tribe that has it together right yeah. now. Yeah, the other two are yeah. falling apart. Mm-hmm. So in this parlor game where they're yeah. rolling the balls, of course, as we're told, Ryan ends up throwing it. I'm not sure I'm buying the narrative that yeah. Ryan threw the challenge. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, because he was really trying hard. Like, he seemed to really be trying hard. And then as soon as he knocks all the balls off, it's like, well, I was trying to throw it anyway. <laughs> LOL. I always wanted to get Cassidy out. So if he th- if if it was a genuine strategy to throw, he did it very well. But I don't know. He did it so well, and I've seen some of his other acting. And I don't know that he has the performance in him mm-hmm. to give. That he gave in this challenge. The other thing I want to mention mm-hmm. before we move on from the challenge, mm-hmm. obviously Vessi comes in first, Baco in second place. There is a little throwaway line that Sammy says when he wins the challenge. Yes. That he says that he is uh, he doesn't even play Chuck E. Cheese games, which I have to say, because I like to bring up Survivor history, this is the first Chuck E. the Cheese joke we've gotten since South Pacific. Oh. 
when <laughs> Coach was telling everyone wow. the Chuck E. the Cheese jokes. Wow. Okay, that is wow from the mind of a true <laughs> survivor historian <laughs> if you were to go back to the index of survivor history compiled by sean ross under c chucky under chucky it was like cheese, c yeah. pages 18 and 62 18 is coach 62 is <laughs> sammy yeah I, I don't even i have to be i i need to i need to for chucky the cheese that didn't well just, so chucky the cheese <laughs> Chucky the Cheese was season uh, 23. Yeah. I think it was when Coach comes back, right? And Sophie wins. Yeah. Um, and we didn't see the joke, but it was another player like calling him out where it's that famous quote where it's like, Coach, what was his birth name? What was his birth name? It was not there Coach, it, is. it was Benjamin. Benjamin. That. It was that. Uh, wow. He's telling them Halloween jokes. He's telling them Chucky the Cheese jokes. Chucky the Cheese. <laughs> Okay, I'll stop. So <laughs> so at the end of this, Never. because Bessie wins, yes. they get to pick three people to send on the journey. They pick mm-hmm. Gio from Coco, Janine from Baca, and Jesse from Bessie to go on a journey. Let's talk about the journey before we talk about uh, the aftermath, mm-hmm. because this is wild that they are changing it up every time, because... Very interesting that they didn't consider applying this to the beware advantage, uh, changing it up every time. Because uh, this season, I feel like what happened in the past seasons is that the Shipwheel Island trips became really stale and formulaic. And they still are. Mm -hmm. But at least we've got a change of scenery. Mm -hmm. And this one has to be the biggest stretch of all is that they have to take a boat to a raft and a raft, or it's like a platform in the mm-hmm. water, whatever, a dock. I don't know what it is. And then they have to get in another boat to go to an island and then play their little game and then get back in the boat. It's very like boat, another boat, next boat, island, <laughs> risk your boat, another boat, no sleep. It's very that. No vote. It's very that. Yeah. No vote. Well, and this this shot of them passing by it in the boat um <laughs> well <laughs> which all of it is just like yes we are it's very like field day vibes of like we are creating the, it to be hard rather than like we're in thailand and we have to swim to get our water because that's where the water is and like there's no we're not like i mean i guess they made it that way you know but i don't know i don't need to be i don't need to be so negative about the boat to the boat but it's like okay it was it was like it was it was right right there and yet you have to get in the boat because it has to be hard and that's that's how it is now so also like the waves that were happening because there's a point i mean there's two points in this where people get out of boats and fall straight into the water so it's like from the paddle boat or whatever paddle boat whatever you call that rowboat Mm -hmm. geo gets out on the island face plants into the water but then it's also when they come back from their old journey and jesse's getting out on the vessie camp then he falls in the water <laughs> but it, it all comes back i think the water was really choppy because there's this sequence in yeah. the rowboat where they try to do this uh, edit of like how massive and epic the waves were but it's so chaotic and it feels so thrown together to me yeah. it reminds me of like this is really specific but when Bohemian Rhapsody won Best Editing at the Oscars, <laughs> this clip from Bohemian Rhapsody went viral about how bad the editing was. 
And it was just like frenetic cutting between shots that didn't make any sense. Like (laughs) mid word, they're cutting from person to person and it doesn't stop. And it was just so bad. And so people were like, how did this my best editing? Wow. It was giving that. It was giving Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, okay. Bohemian Rhapsody. (laughs) Yes. It was Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. (laughs) Yeah. If we titled our episodes, that that would be the title. It certainly would be. But we don't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, never too late to start. (laughs) Okay. So... They end up all risking their vote. Gio is giving this sob story about how I'm on the bottom and I really need an advantage. And they're all like, LOL, okay. (laughs) We don't care. We're all risking. What did you make of them all risking their vote? Yeah. Um, Well, first of all, it has to be said, I don't understand the the sort of mechanism. And I feel like you are often put in the position of explaining these uh, types of setups. But I... (laughs) I might have to put you in the position again because the stakes for me, I mean, it's like the whole thing, especially given like what happened. I would have rather seen a reward challenge, if I can be honest, or it's like this didn't ultimately didn't do much for me. Um, the fact that they all risked, not surprising. I think if you compare Geo's <laughs> sob story to like Noelle's saying like, this is how it went down and, the, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And, and also it was, you know, it was a different dynamic where... Um, I'm trying to remember who was on the island with her at that point, but both of them being like, Oh, hey. I think Dwight. Sorry, no, Noelle and Dwight are on the same tribe. It was Jay, James and Owen. And yeah, that feels right. I think that feels right. Yeah. Yeah. Where they, and, and it was to their interest, I guess. So let's see. In that case, they both, she was the only one to risk. That's right. Yeah. Um, and they were like, Hey, it's it's to our benefit. We believe you. Like there's some sense of I'll remember this, and mm-hmm. and she just played it so much more deftly and of course honestly than, <laughs> than what Geo is kind of you know slip you know slipshod trying to do. Um, so it didn't surprise me that they were like, okay, <laughs> well Geo, we have no reason to really lean into this. Um, in terms of why both of them risked. I think that would be that's interesting to dig into. Like Jesse's thing of yeah. like, I I tell my kids, you gotta go big in this life. And it was like, all right, okay, okay. No, okay. I, hated I know. It. No, that it's like he's like, I wanna prove something to my kids, so I'm gonna come out here and I'm gonna put myself in danger for no particular reason. You are so comfortable in your yeah. tribe. You are in the best position yes. that anybody is in yeah. on your tribe. This is a game for a million dollars. Yeah. And you're going to put yourself at risk for no reason. And that's the lesson you want to teach to your child? Yeah. Mm, I'm not mm, buying it. I'm not buying it. And then Geo's no. thing, like when Geo gets back, and I mean, ultimately he does get the advantage, uh-huh. but he's like, the reason I came on Survivor was to get an advantage. It's like, I think these people forgot about the million dollar prize with winning this game. Seriously. Because ultimately, this advantage you wanted so badly led to you partially getting voted Mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Janine, let's talk about Janine. Oh, Janine. Because this has to be the first time a player has lost their vote twice in the same episode. (laughs) Yes. The history, also the, the acting that ensued. 
Oh my god. For no, no reason. reason. These people are overthinking every step of the way. It's like overthinking it's like, yet underthinking. Like, yeah. Like just It's like there's no They're like at, at truly just 120 miles per hour. Yeah. Just Where Gabriel is underthinking so hard that yeah. he's overthinking. Yes. It's the opposite for Janine. Yes. Precisely. What was Precisely. that? Because we see these, so we'd see like a different approach yeah. with every single person coming back where Jesse is like, I'm going to open it in front of my tribe, which I think demonstrates the position he's in with his tribe, that he's so comfortable that yeah. he doesn't, it doesn't matter right. whether they know he has an advantage or has right. lost his vote, that he's comfortable enough. Yeah. And then Gio telling only Carla, who's not even his closest ally, who was ultimately the last person he should have told, that was a choice. And then Janine coming in and being like, everyone's sleeping, so I'm going to go read it, prepare the script, and then come back and perform. She's a very good actress. Very, very good actress. Very, very good actress. I'm a very good actress. Very, very good. <laughs> For no, no reason. For no like reason. She didn't gain no anything reason, from no. acting it out. No. I suppose if she had an advantage and she wanted to... Pretend she didn't. Yeah. That might have been a thing, but she got greedy. So she, she deserved to lose her. She vote. wanted, she sure did. She has an idol. That is the most powerful thing in the game. Mm hmm. Amen. Well, I also wonder how often, like, she and Ellie are, like, how often the genders are mixing in this drive. Like, it, from what we see, they're only all together when there's acting to be had, when mm. the, <laughs> when the lights are up. And it's like, and there's like all the like world's some, a stage. At all, all the beach is a stage, and like there's there's a moment happening. And it's like, when are you are you engaging with the the guys? Otherwise, I don't know, I don't know. But yeah. Um, okay, so we I think we talked about kind of what went into the vote a little bit on mm-hmm. Coco. Uh, let's see if there's anything else we need to say here. I do think that. Geo and Ryan have such a distorted view of where they fit into this tribe. It's kind of amazing. And I honestly have to give credit to Carla and James for this because mm-hmm. they are just sitting there basically. And these yeah. people are coming to them. I mean, we yes. saw Ryan go to James and be like, act like I'm going home. Okay. Like let's act. And the acting was, as we said, so bad. And it's like, there, there was no other mm-hmm. angle here where Cassidy's coming to him and being like, well, what, I'll fight for you to stay. Like, I'll help you stay. And he's like, you know, it's not even worth it. I just did so bad in that challenge. Everyone is going to vote me out. And it's like, that might have worked in season five. But I don't know that it's working in season 43. Because nobody's buying that. Nobody cares how you performed in a challenge. No. It's not like you completely sucked and you, like, couldn't get past the first round. It's like mm-hmm. you hit a ball off a thing. Like, mm-hmm shit happens who cares so there needed to be another angle to that and then like i said geo going to carla and revealing his advantage it's like just stop revealing advantages just stop it Mm -hmm. just lie who cares Mm -hmm. if they think you have an advantage it's better than knowing that you have the knowledge is power advantage the My cursed God. one. It is cursed. I, ta- I mean, listen, if Ghost Island only knew. I mean, that is, that's a, <laughs> d- a deep curse is on, <laughs> is on this one. But he got, his, yeah. he got it in his pocket and he's, he's into it. Yeah. 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 And then so 
it's interesting because we do see that Carla and James are basically in this position where we see a little bit of like Cassidy freaking out a little bit about Mm -hmm. the vote. Mm -hmm. And they have this moment where they're like, it's a deja vu moment. Cassidy's getting paranoid like Lindsay, which I don't think she is. I think her level of paranoia was healthy. Lindsay's was a little wild. Mm-hmm. And if anybody hasn't checked out Lindsay's exit press, it was actually very revealing uh, where she talked about that this didn't come out of nowhere, that this had been building for some time, that she was feeling uncomfortable and sort of mm-hmm. like gave a little more insight into the dynamics of the Coco tribe, which we haven't really gotten to this point. So go check out Lindsay's exit press if you haven't yet. But I thought it was interesting that they were basically like Carla and James as a duo, we can either go for Cassidy or Cassidy really wants to vote out Ryan, but we don't want to vote out Ryan. We want to vote out Geo. So it's like, if she's not going to get on board with us, it could be her. And like I've said, I think she might have been the right move to make. Unfortunately, I do like her though. I have to say Cassidy's really grown on me this episode. Mm-hmm. I think that her outright distaste for all things gay yeah. uh, is really jiving with me. And... <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, she's okay, got a point I know, of view. I know this is hyperbolic. I know that I'm going to get a lot of backlash for this, but no. hear me out. Say it. The alliance of Carla, James, and Cassidy is almost, I'm stressing almost, okay. giving Todd, Amanda, and Courtney. Wow. Think about Cassidy as Courtney. Wow. Carla as Todd, and James as Amanda. Because Cassidy's really sassy. Uh-huh. To use her own language against her. She's mm-hmm. really sassy. She's giving <laughs> eye rolls. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not afraid of how she's going to come off to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, she can be a little biting. She she does not have the icon status that Courtney had. She mm-hmm. does not have the one-liners. But, you know, I'm willing to, like, hand her something. She's yeah. got something. Yeah. Yeah. And then James is, like, quietly directing things i Mm -hmm. feel like where carla's out front and center kind of like more or less calling the shots in a Mm. todd manner Mm. i think james is playing like level-headed right-hand man to carla Mm -hmm. uh which is the role that amanda played to todd Mm. so if these three kind of like went all the way to the end i would die i would love it you know what i love it i i'm i'm picking it up Completely. And, you know, I mean, the court, Courtney magic is unparalleled. And also the sense of like, I I was <laughs> strong armed here from my waitress job. And I have no interest in like this game really yeah. for what it is. Um, if Cassidy had that, if that was her story, I think that would really push her over yeah. the edge. I mean, given that she is invested, I think that works against her, <laughs> this role, yeah, true, unfortunately. True. Um but but I love that I I love the parallel. I'm on board. I love the James Amanda comparison. Get the two of them. I know James James is perhaps a follower, certainly on Instagram. Maybe okay, yes. So let's not forget. I mean, if he could be, if we could get James and Amanda together. Forget forget Amanda. It's Gimbal's gonna be harder solo. to get Amanda than to get James. Well, I think that's true. I think that's, I know that's true. Um, we can dare to dream. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that might supersede our hopes for the girl gang, the Cassidy. Yeah. Um, it actually definitely does. Now that I'm, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, I love that. I love that all the way. That's, 
to my trio. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. I'm on board. Do you have anything to say about tribal council? I usually skip over tribal council, but I'm, Let's I'm see. opening the floor here. Okay. I thought Ryan looked amazing in his little hoodie. Hmm. Um, a little wet, looking looking just fine. I appreciated his again, the acting uh <laughs> carried on. I dropped the ball. Quite literally. Chicken yeah. only imagine was <laughs> premeditated in the van ride over. Um yeah, Cassidy was giving, you know, facial commentary, yeah. which was which was great. I loved um I wrote down going out as a giver, mm. which is a nice turn of phrase mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from our our guy. Um and I also appreciated Gio's uh I'm sure you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked Carla's long pause. Yes. When Jeff asked oh, her a that's question. A, that's, and she just yeah. stared off. Yeah. And then yeah. answered. Because I yeah. feel like in a lot of other cases, they would have played that as like a dum-dum mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. But for her, it was like, I think she was taking a minute to think yeah. about how she wanted to respond. Yeah. And yes. kind of played that off well. Yes. So I thought that was a good moment for Carla. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I do have to say that we did get like kind of an iconic voting confessional here where where first of all we actually saw some votes Mm -hmm. which we don't often see anymore and we heard some confessionals uh which there's a way still to like show confessionals without revealing what the vote is going to end up being because we don't see cassidy's vote right but she has that line Mm -hmm. where she says something like you know you tried to play me, but you yeah. don't know. I'm the I'm one that put the blanks in, in your, your gun. gun. And I got the I've got the bu- real bullets. The real bullets. Yeah. yeah Another I know, I feel like the the creative minds in that van were just cooking <laughs> with these <laughs> with these. They were furiously writing just in their notebooks. <laughs> Ink yeah. all down their arms. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Also the I had an appreciation for again the art department, call them by name. Um, not really appreciation if we're honest. Like I was like looking at, I mean, this squid snuffer is, um, so, uh, (laughs) I don't know what the word is. Um, I really don't camp. It's actually giving camp. And that's, I will say all of tribal set is giving camp. Also the torches are giving a little camp with their like. They've got like for. I have to tell you, you I did not realize. I have to say that there yeah. is this other Survivor podcast called Escaping Reality. Okay. That I've connected with on Instagram. Okay. And I like them. And okay. they posted this thing yesterday that was like talking about the art design of the season. And they were like, did you notice that each individual tribe has a different torch design? Wow. And I hadn't noticed. So, like, one has, like, sort of, like, skeletons coming up, almost holding the Mm. torch bowl. Uh And then another has them sort of, like, spiking out, like, Jeff's mullet. And then uh, (laughs) there's another design. I don't know what it is. But it's very interesting because usually all the torches look the exact same. Wow. Okay. Well, I I would appreciate that being called to my attention. Jeff, if you're going to give so much glory to the name of the art department, let us see. Well... Although I will, I mean, again, as you know, I've returned to, as many have returned to Pearl Islands a few times. And the consistency of that, like, design, I mean, the pirate. And we get that, I mean, we've, you know, we we get that on various seasons. But to be like, this is pirates. And, you know, we're not living in a world of, like, this is squid. Which, you know. (laughs) 
could be fun. Or like I went Ghost Island. Another shout out. How much <laughs> the airtime that Ghost Island is getting in this episode? Um, <laughs> they should be so grateful. Uh, the, the Ghost Island was like we are death, like we are skulls, which was yeah, which was nice. So Fiji was like that too because Fiji had a big cannibal. Yes. Oh, and, and Van- well, in Vanuatu, was, tribal was all yeah, 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 yeah very fire. Uh, yeah. I wish that Ghost Island had like leaned into the ghost aspect of Ghost Island more, and they that yeah. the, that the um, tribal council set was like the you know the setup they do in the middle of Spirit Halloween oh. like, that they showed like the really expensive haunted house oh. gear. I yes. wish it was that. Yeah, I would love that. I I would really love it. I yeah. <laughs> I love just like the odd Halloween. breeze coming through tribal. Mm-hmm. More fog, more sort of fog. dry ice would be yeah. with cobwebs. Not seeing yeah. enough of missed that. opportunity there. A missed a missed opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we have okay. a voicemail. Oh my god! Yes, actually, we I'm have ready. two. <gasps> okay, okay, let's listen to this one first. Hi, Sean and Evan. My name is Bonor, and I have a question for you guys about last night's episode because I desperately wanted the hot one, Ryan, to go home. I wanted him home so bad. His ego, and he was just, he was just so annoying, especially at tribal council when he was like, I'm just a good guy. Like, this is just the kind of man I am. I was like, girl, shut the fuck up. So I really wanted him to go home. But obviously, the rest of them couldn't see as much as we could about just how annoying he was. So my question for you guys is if you think sometimes when people have like idols or advantages and other people know about it, they're too eager to vote them out because Gio had that advantage. And the knowledge is power advantage at this point is kind of harmless as far as I can see. So I just really wanted them to get that big head, bubble head out of the game and really teach him a lesson, you know? What do you guys think? But I, and I love the episode too. Yeah. Okay. Brutal review of wow. Ryan's head. Big head, bubble head. Uh, te- <laughs> although <laughs> the sentiment of teach him a lesson, I think we can all yeah. get behind. Um, <laughs> interpret that how you will. <laughs> um, scathing, scathing. Yeah. I do think that, I do think she's totally right about the. Yeah. Knowledge is power advantage. Mm-hmm. It is completely harmless because as soon as somebody knows that it exists, it's over. It's powerless mm-hmm. because knowledge is power. And it's written right, right there in the advantage. In the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I do think, as I said before, like I think that Carla could have held on to this information and held on to one extra ally mm-hmm. in this round. But maybe they're just yeah. like way closer with Cassidy than we understand at this point. Yeah. Could be. Maybe it was worth it for her to get rid of that and alienate somebody else in her tribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I. Yeah. Maybe. Well, it, no, it's a great point where it's totally disempowered once it's known. And yeah, to think to think long and to not. Yeah. I mean, the the instinct to eliminate anyone with power, like surface level power to like sit with that for a bit and be like, oh, how much power do they have? And how mm-hmm. can that power become my power mm-hmm. is the way to go. Well, and I think that that's what Sammy and Gabler and Owen are doing over mm-hmm. on the Baca tribe. They're like, okay, yeah, we'll yeah. gladly give Janine an idol, but we know what's up. So yeah. okay. how good is this idol going to be? Yeah. And 
remind me, does Noelle know that um, Cody is packing? Or was she ever, no. like, brought into that? Okay. I don't think that she knows. Huh. She was the one yeah. that was like, right. pretty, pretty. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, so they've even, uh, yeah, well, unless he's let it slip and we haven't. Which I, yeah, yeah I guess he probably. Well, this was like no know. Cody in this episode. And we can say breath of fresh air <laughs> yeah. on that front. <laughs> I was breathing a sigh of relief when Bessie won immunity. I know. And when we, when they hove back into view for the, the vote or the uh, risk reveal, I was like, oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> thought, we were, thought we were home free. But no, no, refreshing. Okay. I have one more voice memo. Okay. Hi, Sean. Hi, Mary. It's Evan calling from the south of France uh, with a question for you. First of all, I just want to say it's a shame I'm not there right now because I really love this episode and I think it was by far the best episode of the season. But I wanted to ask a question for you both. Um, Obviously, Cassidy stayed and Gio went home, but had Cassidy gone home, she would have been the fifth person and fifth female voted out of the game this season. And thus, if I have my information correctly, it would have set the record of uh, uh, first five female boots ever, or the first five boots being women. And so I wanted to ask you, if you think that had that happen, would there have been a conversation happening, um, an amplified conversation rather, about the gendered components of the game? Um, this was something that we touched on during our interview with Gabby. And Sean, I know you spoke to Jerry about it um, during your fabulous interview with her. But I'm just curious if you guys think that, you know, obviously a lot of conversations have happened around the show and race. And that has led to, you know, thanks to the Survivor Diversity Initiative, that's led to CBS making some changes. I wonder had we set this new record, and it would not be a great record to set, if you think that people would be talking about it in a way and wondering whether or not there were ways in which the show could address the gender bias in a more substantive way. All right. Does that make any sense? God, I'm long-winded. Wow. Yeah, Evan, for somebody who tells everybody to keep their voicemails under a minute, that was a minute and 30 seconds. So... (laughs) But you know, we love to hear from I can from forgive. Evan. We do. Wow. Yeah, I do think that, I think that would be a record. Like, I'm pretty sure that five would be the record without actually checking that. But it would be very unfortunate. Do I think that it would spawn a conversation that even would reach levels at CBS that would have to elicit change? Honestly, no. Yeah. I think they would say, well, it's an anomaly. Uh, Mm -hmm. This is unusual, but it's just the way that this played out. If you roll the dice every time, then at some point you're going to get this scenario. And I think that they would play it off. I think it would have to happen multiple times in a row for like in the way that we didn't have a female winner for so long. And even then it wasn't really discussed in a way of like, we need to fix this. Mm -hmm. It was was the players that had to take that on and, and sort of like have that conversation amongst themselves and then rally around a female winner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, completely. And I'm thinking about to Evan's point, um, what happened in season 42, what I think Marianne said, like looking at the jury, I am not going to let that happen. Like I, we cannot have another black player voted out at this point. Um, Mm And and yeah, to your point, it had to be the players really pushing for that. And and you know, as, as we saw with the um, ill-fated <laughs> all-female alliance of Vessi, like 
I I don't know if there would be that staying power of like this you know we've we've had it and and this is it and even and even then it it could so easily be chalked up to just saying well well you had a hand in these votes and like mm-hmm. you know was this not um you know it, yeah this is this is not, you you would you have said it was gendered when it was happening like no so what's the issue and also you know that the bias then you're having to, you know, examine, as you guys have talked about, just how how challenges are structured, how the game has come together since its beginning, in the sense of like in pre-merge, there is this emphasis on strength, and there's this sense of like, well, it's likely to be skewed in a voting out women direction if you are saying like, you know, keeping our big guys is non-negotiable, and since the beginning. That has been part of the conversation. And then, um, yeah, I think it would require such a fundamental rewiring of the game. Um, yeah. I'm cynical. And I don't know yeah. what the answer is. Like, I don't know how yeah. you fix it. Is it really just based on challenges? And is it mm-hmm. based on challenge performance? I don't know. I'm not completely convinced about that um, because. Each of these votes has been so uniquely specific, and yet yeah. they've all landed on women. I don't know, and and yet there, you know, with the first four boots being women, there are two other seasons that have had the same, Exile Island and Gabon. There are no seasons where the first four boots mm. have been men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, is it an anomaly? I don't like. I do think there is something to the fact that when you look at some of these trends over time, that first of all, uh, women tend to go out early. Women of color, especially, mm-hmm. tend to go out early. Um, that it's like there, that is a trend, and there has to be something behind that. But how do you fix it? I think becomes a lot more difficult. I do think with the implementation of the diversity initiative at CBS, Mm -hmm. that that has fixed uh, part of the problem of people of color going out early. Mm -hmm. Of course, here we had three women of color go out first. Um, So, which most seasons don't even have three women of color in them. Um, But I do think that, that it did fix some things. And then how do you do that in terms of gender equity? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I really don't know what the answer is because, right. you know, 50% of the cast is women mm-hmm. every season. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, what more do we do? Except right. ca- do a whole cast of women. It was going to say, was going to say, <laughs> yeah, yes. I, yeah, would love it. Would love, would love nothing more. Get Suri hosting. Yeah. Um, and we just watch watch the viewership skyrocket. Yeah. <laughs> or just cast listeners of Drop Your Pops who, with uh, any oh. men that are listening, would gladly give up their spot. They would be like, no women are going true. home on my watch. I'm going home, Jeff. There it is. There it is. It's true. Also, I will say it was Baca who had the ill-fated women's alliance. Not, yes, yes. Not Bessie. Um, yes. But yeah, it's Evan, a great question. And what a surreal thrill to have you give me a voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> voice memo i have to get my terminology straight mm, i just call them i, I usually okay. say voicemail but i'm I'm not picky okay okay all right anything goes here okay that's true you make the rules that's right uh is there anything else from this episode you want to discuss dwight's hair is mm. looking fantastic Neca's Neca's legacy lives on true um in that uh otherwise 
I think that's the only burning observation that, oh, I, yeah. I will say, I just, this being a water weight challenge, the challenge being a, like, use the water to yeah. lift something, it brings a lot of fond memories back. I mean, we see it, we see it all the time, but I'm thinking about uh, the loved ones' challenges that yeah. involve, <laughs> that involved a lot of soaked um, dads in our, in our history. <laughs> That is so true. I do yeah. wish that the bucket had a hole in it, though. So true. Yeah. Because that was always a staple. Yes. Yes. Because otherwise, the this was like bucket. very formulaic. Like it was. Mm-hmm. It was like the parlor game at the end was the Chucky the Cheese game at the end. Yes. Was the great equalizer. <laughs> yes. But like there wasn't really a struggle mm-hmm. in terms of where everybody was at before no. that. No, and it was like Ryan also. Like the only hack really was like, yeah, hold the bucket not by the handle. Like you're gonna get, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like yeah, that hold it more steady, and you're you're yeah. good to go, pretty much. But so we need more hole in the next. Episode. We need more hole. Okay, that's that's our plea. I'm talking Courtney Love hole. Yes. <laughs> Don't get any ideas. Don't get any ideas. And Sean is no bully. I want to just state that again. <laughs> he would more never call less hobbits. More whole, less hobbits. Twenty twenty three. Okay, the next episode is a potential merge situation. Mm-hmm. As we saw, the title of the episode, I have to say, is mergatory, which Tiffany Seeley oh. has a legacy on Survivor now because Tiffany Seeley in Survivor forty one coined oh, the term mergatory. mergatory. <gasps> Give her her royalties? I don't, Everything. Pay her. Yeah. Pay her. Give her something. Give her something. She's yeah. giving. Give her a spot on the legend season. Absolutely. To see her and Jerry. I would love it. I would love it. A dream come true. Okay. Thank you so much, Mary. This was so fun. Hey, we never said that a perk of being a patron was to potentially guest host, but here we are. You never know what could happen. So you if do. you want to be the next Mary... Go to patreon.com forward slash drop your buffs to check out what we're doing there. As soon as Evan is back from the south of France, we will be resuming our Borneo rewatch, which I can't wait to do. I think we'll probably do the episodes from where we left off to the merge Mm. uh, and then tackle the post-merge after that because Mm. that is so fun once we get to that infamous Gretchen vote. I can't Mm. wait to talk about that. So we're going to be picking up our Borneo rewatch again and then figuring out what we're going to watch next. And maybe we'll do a poll among the patrons to decide which season we will watch next because I'm having a lot of fun with Borneo and I can't wait to tackle another one. Uh, In addition, our long-awaited season ranking is going to begin. We have already filmed the first episode. Filmed because it is video. It will be a vlogcast where i have visuals i've created visuals to rank all these seasons so the first episode will be a general sorting top tier middle tier bottom tier and then we will get into more detail Mm. of actually ranking them because it's a big task i have to say it's a big task and i don't think evan and i agree on everything so it's gonna be some fights and we're going to figure out where we land. But very excited mm. for that because there's some controversial choices in there that you're not necessarily going to see on Rob Has a Podcast. Ooh. So, Can I ask, <laughs> where is the where's our hottest 
Men it's of coming, Silver I promise. Okay. I want to, it's going to be a body of work that... As it were. <laughs> <laughs> I want my fans to know it's coming. Okay, um, okay. I, it's uh, the creative juices are flowing. Okay. Okay. I was just thinking about this yesterday, actually. Uh, I, I, this one I've been putting like far more than the season ranking. I'm stressed about the sexiest yeah. man of Survivor ranking no, because I... it's like that. Once that's done, that's set in stone. There was no changing. That, no. There's no revisiting. No. You can always revisit a season ranking, but you can't revisit a sexiest man alive rank. No. I mean, People Magazine does it every year, but we're not doing that. No. No. So um, can I submit? This not a okay. You can for do it your if you want. for your consideration. I'm on a damn hot mic for your consideration, Sean. Does the name Doctor Joe do anything for you? No. <laughs> okay, so he is the blonde, like kind of sandy do- doctor, literally the medic that they will bring in. Oh. I think he's like a staple of the 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> he's yeah, no, yeah. he's not up for consideration because he's not. A contestant. Well, it's um, sexiest men of survival. Oh my God! Never mind. Okay, so I stand by Dr. John. Excuse me, Joe. <laughs> Dr. Joe, because he has a lot. Anyway, I remember it because in um, uh, good old uh, Joe, what's his name? Um, QAnon Joe. Yeah, yeah. His yeah. season. Joe Anglum. Yeah. There we go. When he when he falls out, um, Dr. Joe has yeah. comes with his umbrella. And I water. do. Re- I do recall. Yeah. So that's yeah. when it, it was clear that Doctor Joe was was here. Um, and well, I mean, their t- the medical team is typically Australian. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, that I know. helps. That helps. I anyway, um, I'll, that's that's for now. But I'll continue to okay. yeah, marinate I'm listening. I'm on the listening. topic. Okay. Maybe there's other people. Maybe there's family members. Oh my God! Actually, challenge. James's dad. <laughs> absolutely pressed also wait courtney's british dad Mm. okay Mm. clearly we're revealing a wet dad kind of type here um i don't need to see rupert absolutely macking on his wife one more time certainly not certainly not bless well i mean she is she is a survivor she is she is i can't forget Okay. I can't forget. Okay, enough. These enough. Are, I'm going to marinate on this. Okay, Please so do. if you want to get in on this conversation, patreon.com forward slash drop your buffs of having lots of fun over there and on our close friends on Instagram, which you get immediate access to. And if you are a Patreon, if you are a patron and you are not on our close friends, like send me a message because there's a lot of you who aren't or just haven't sent me a message and it's kind of hard to find you sometimes. So uh, get in on that because like I'm on the close friends like every day. So... You're you're only getting half the story, (laughs) half the stories, half the stories. So uh, also make sure that you are checking out our past episodes. We did a great recap with Jerry last week. So fun to have her on. You can listen to all of her Burning Man adventures in our recap of episode four. And we just released a great episode with Gabby Pascuzzi from Survivor David versus Goliath. She was so fun to talk to. I think we'll probably try to get her back to get her thoughts on 43 this season. At some point, we do have two or three guests that we would like to bring in to talk 43 uh, in between our recap episodes, maybe some icons. Uh, So look forward to that. Make sure you don't miss those by subscribing to Drop Your Buffs wherever you get your podcasts, rate and review. It does help people find us and follow us at Drop Your Buffs Pod on Instagram. 
Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, Mary, for joining me. Wow. Thank you. Bye.